Hello and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Lionel Lynn Marino and welcome to another episode of Wellness Journeys. I am an intuitive therapist and energy healer and counsellor and I'm here to give you some guidance and support in these challenging times. So the episode I'm going to be doing today, I'm going to be talking about just everything really. It's been a week. What a week. It's been a week of, I, I don't know where to start, but it's the only way I can describe it is it's been a week of uncertainty, a week of unknown. We've had someone that um, is really kind of thrown everyone's life on the planet, I think, into confusion as to what's going to happen next. And I think that goes to say that, you know, we all ask that question, what is going to happen next? Um, and I think it, it provokes um, lots of different questions in all of us. Why am I here? What is my purpose in life? Can I change my life? Can I create change? Um, and can I move on from my past? So when something happens in life, you know, on such a grand scale, the collective consciousness of healing, and I believe that's where we're at right now, we're going through a very deep healing on the planet, which is only going to be, which is only going to benefit most people, you know, from future generations. And we have to be paying the price for that right now, sadly. We've lost millions of people many, many souls that have left this planet and gone back to spirit. Um, and I've, I've said in earlier podcasts the, the dream that I had many years ago. And now I see that not so much as a dream, but I think it was more of a vision. Um, and because my extrasensory perception is very strong in hearing um, as well as seeing, but I remember hearing those words there's going to be a mass exodus of souls. And I would never have believed that um, what we're seeing now would actually happen. So yes, we're losing a lot of people that uh, some people would say it's souls that are choosing to leave this lifetime. They've created um, their journey or they've, they've come to fulfill their journey and they've done what they've had to do and it's time to leave. That's from some people's perspective, and I respect some people that don't believe such a thing. But um, I, I certainly do, and um, from my spiritual self, from my spiritual nature, as a young girl, I've always believed that I was never going to have children. I've always known that I would never have children. Um, I always knew that some way, somehow, I would be connected to America. And I don't know if that comes from being that child, watching the black and white TV with my mother, you know, the night that John F. Kennedy got killed, and then Martin Luther King, the assassination. But I've always felt this pain of, of others, and I've always had this insight into something that is kind of way beyond my comprehension and it's in a non-ordinary um, way and I think that goes for lots of people that um, don't really understand that our spiritual nature and our spiritual the spiritual side of us is very much alive we are spirits embodied in physical form 
And with that, we can make choices. We can choose to fulfill the journey of the soul, to, to change the karmic journey, or we can choose to carry on. When we bring that to what's happening right now, there are many people that are in fear, a lot of people that are frightened of the outcome. So the wounding is very deep in many people and they're carrying a lot of um, ancestral guilt, ancestral pain. And I believe that that is why a lot of very far right people in the world are choosing to stay attached to what they believe and that's that's in their perfect right to do that if they want to i'm not here to to change anyone i'm not here to judge anyone because i think we we all have the tendency to to judge each other but we do have some serious healing that's going on right now and um we have to really take note of that healing process that is happening how does it affect us as individuals what what can we do to help to influence the change of the depth of pain that we're seeing and experiencing on the planet well it takes for an individual to actually change the narrative within them as an example i used to believe that I was unworthy, I wasn't lovable, I wasn't acceptable. I took on board all the name calling and all the descriptions, the derogatory descriptions as a black child living in a white world. I, I took that on, I embraced racism as being normal. And how I changed that was actually one day, something made me think why do I allow anyone to make me feel lesser than who I am? And if I take that to the man in charge at the moment, you know, um, the man in the White House, as I said in my last podcast, I've got a deep empathy for him because his wounding is so deep. And the way that he, the only way that he can deal with that is he, he, he has to project that fear out into the wider world, which is what we're seeing in America right now. We're seeing a lot of people that are following him that have been completely, I won't even say brainwashed, but they've been, they, they've committed themselves to a belief system that they're not lovable, that they're not acceptable. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of history around what America has done in the past um, and I'm not here to say that you know serves them right for what's happened I'm, I'm not here to say that I'm not here to judge anyone but you know whatever whatever we put out has to come back to us so if we separate ourselves and if we live more authentically if we decide if i decide to cut myself off from people friends society anything that no longer nurtures me where does that leave me it leaves me in a very isolated place a very lonely place some would say but now i understand that i'm not lonely i'm i'm in a great place of being in a different space at a different time. The world doesn't wait for anyone. You know, life doesn't wait for us to actually catch up with it. 
we have choices in the moment. And this is where Eckhart talks about the power of now. It's only right now can we make that choice. What Donald Trump ideally, if he was to concede that he's lost this, this, this race, and if he was to say to his supporters, you know, I, I accept, you know, that um, I've lost this race and I'm, I'm in a dignified way willing to surrender to this. Would it change the mind of his supporters instantly? I don't think so because the bait's already been thrown out. So these people, they're not angry at Donald Trump. They're not angry at the politics of the country. They're angry at themselves. When we're afraid of anything or anyone that threatens our security, our stability, then we haven't really connected to the world in a way that has made us believe that no matter what, we're safe, we're lovable, we're acceptable. And to separate and go our own way, it means that we have to, and I won't even call it a sacrifice, but we have to let go and we have to choose to go in a different direction. Letting go and going into a different direction can be very hard to do because there's obvious, there's things that we're going to be leaving behind. But I've had that experience many times over in my life where I've had to make that decision to let go of certain people that no longer nurture me or are holding me back. I remember when I was a child that, um, even a teenager, it was very important me to get acceptance and approval, especially from white people, which was obviously my, um, my inferiority complex that I had that had been there from, from a young age. But I remember looking back at that and it kind of still sits with me in a way sometimes when I, I have to poke myself and remind myself that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a good human being. There's nothing wrong with me. It's the perception of others that I've taken on board and made me believe that I'm not good enough, that I'm not acceptable. The woman that is the woman of the hour at the moment is Kamala Harris. And this woman, not only is she a woman of color, but I want to focus on her as a woman. She is the first woman in the White House to hold an office of vice president, or at the moment, vice president-elect. And there's a, a poem that I wrote years ago, um, which I'm going to share with you. and. Um, I dedicate this to to women all over the world because it makes me think about you know the the, the queen within us um, and men can men can take this poem and they can they can see it as a, a poem that was written for them as well but I've written it from the perspective of a woman I am a woman I am a daughter I am a mother I am a sister I am a mighty queen. I am an aunt. I am a niece. I am a goddaughter. I am a grand and great grandmother. I am an emotional being. I am a friend. 
I listen, I weep, I provide comfort. I am the mother to all. I am life, the bearer of life. To my sisters, women carrying the grief of death, the coming death, the sickness and the unknown time of a life before you, drink from the fortitude of faith. The goddess within who relies on her strength, Mother Earth holds you at her breast, giving you strength to carry on. Today a new awakening, you are loved, you are held, you are a child, be vulnerable, allow yourself to be loved. And I wrote that many years ago and it's, um, I love it, you know, when things pop up in your box when you go in through them, it's like, how did that come about then? And I think it was around that time when I was transitioning in my belief that I am okay, I am at peace with myself. If others got a problem with that, then then so be it. Um, the happiness of one person, the practice of mindfulness, is the practice of love itself. To encourage mindfulness in those who are about to live with another person, I have asked my students to help me start an institute for the happiness of one person. We will have a one-year program and only one course entitled Looking Deeply. For a year, each student will practice looking deeply into himself in order to discover all the flowers and compass that are in him, not just of his own making, but from his ancestors and society. At the end of the course, each student will receive a diploma that says he or she is qualified to be married. I think it is important for all young couples to practice in this way before embarking on the journey of mutual discovery that takes place in a marriage. If they do not come to know themselves well and take the time to unite or take the time to untie their internal knots, the first year of their marriage will be difficult. When we enter into a relationship, we feel excitement, enthusiasm and the willingness to explore but we do not really understand ourselves or the other person very well yet. Living together 24 hours a day, we see, hear and experience many things we have not seen or imagined before. That comes from the book Touching Peace, Practicing the Art of Mindful Living by Thich Nhat Hanh, author of Being Peace. And I love that, I love that piece there in the book and what it touches on for me, what I, what I touched on there was um, Buddhist psychology and the way that we have the internal knots um, which form those beliefs that become part of our negative core belief system about ourselves. Learning to let go of the past, learning to um, create a change within us for ourselves. Only then can we start to see changes in the world. And I love at the moment how young people, you know, that are standing with Joe Biden and his principles, 
against their families that um, traditionally and for generations maybe have stood with the Republicans. And as we know, you know, the, the Reds and the Blues, the same as here in England, you know, the Reds and the Blues, the, there's differences. Ultimately, separating us from being human or understanding our humanness and getting to a point where, you know, our belief system is formed and it's it's so strong that it can bring up a lot of issues around change. If I change, does that mean I'm weak? No. If I surrender to your word that is teaching me something, am I weak? No. If I change, if I start to see a person for the character, not through the color of their skin, am I being weak? No. The only weakness in us is the weakness, the inability to actually own our feelings and our thoughts. By owning the thoughts and the feelings that we have at this time where we are right now, only then can we create that power source within us to help us to go forward in life. And when we talk about going forward, I mean, we don't know at the age of seven the workings of the universe. At the age of 20, we don't know the workings of relationships. At the age of 40, we don't know what it would feel like to be an older person. At the age of 60, do we understand, you know, what death means? Well, by that age, you know, when we're starting to go closer and closer to our immortality, we start to actually open up to the possibility that um, death can come to us at any time, physical death. But what we don't understand is that death happens every moment, every, every single moment of our being, we're dying. We're dying on a mental level or things are dying within us on a mental level, on an emotional level. Physically, we're getting older. And we have to accept the fact that we're not gonna be around forever. What happens then when we reach that point? And, um, you know, I can only go back to, as I was talking yesterday about my experience with COVID and how I felt um, in March this year, 2020, when I went through the dark night of the soul, which I've talked about a lot in previous episodes. But, um, you know, it, it, it's only then that I realize whatever time I've got left, I want to make it purposeful. I know what my purpose is now, and it's to share, share my story, share my life, share my my principles, my, my values. Um, some people won't agree with them, some people will. I'm not here to make money. I'm not here to become famous. It's just a way of expression. And that came from me not being able to have control over that time when I was so sick um, and I couldn't see any other way out apart from surrendering to the possibility that I might die. And I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm here today and podcasting was something that I'd always wanted to do. So it made sense that I was going to, um, I was going to complete my, 
my vision, my, my goals, things that I wanted to do. I wanted to express myself. I wanted to talk. And one of the things that with my, my website, my work that I do, is I just love, I just love, my heart overfills, over, over spills with love when I meet people that they get past that block, that block within all of us where we are stuck on that wheel and we, we believe that there's no way out. I can't get out of this relationship. My boyfriend and my husband is abusive and I can't get out. What do I do? Well, what do we do? At the moment, I believe that, you know, by forcing something, you're not doing anything. Um, but what you resist will persist. And if you're resisting accepting the power within you, and even if you can't feel it, but starting to learn to understand that it is in there, it's, it's regarding yourself to the onion where layers, when you start to go down through the layers and what those layers are, the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment, the frustration, the need to protect, the need to rescue, the need to be there for everyone else, the compromises that you make. All these things, you know, stops us from really going down into the core of who we really are. Can I create change? Most definitely. Yes, most definitely. The thing is that the universe works in a very delayed response to our ego. So our ego self wants something and we want it right now. And that's the world that we live in, unfortunately. But it's a world that is teaching us something. And I truly believe that as we evolve and develop and we go deeper and deeper into the fear we're getting closer and closer to the light. And maybe, you know, I'm not going to be around in, in, in time to see the changes, but I really believe through my own journey and through what I see and what I feel that, you know, we are, we are on a path, a, a path of reconciliation, not just with ourselves, but with, with the, the universe essentially connecting to that part of us that we really fell out of love with. Maybe eons ago, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know why, you know, this is happening to us, why we're going through such horrible times. We don't know why, you know, families are losing multiple family members all at once. There's no time to grieve. There's no time to rest. There's no time to sit back and recapture and reconnect because the grief is so strong. And that emotional, emotional depth of pain, emotional depth of pain that we're, we're feeling I think I've lost about six or seven people that I know, some people very, very close to me, through COVID. So I know the grief process that we're going through, that we're all going through at this moment. But just to say that we have to, we have to keep abreast, we have to believe, and we have to keep moving through 
the journey of life. And we have to, in some way, shape or form, believe or believe that it's going to be okay. Violence is not the way to solving problems. And the conflicts that we're seeing in the world right now, everywhere, is not solving anything. But everyone thinks that they're on a winning side and this is the issue that we have. If we want to protect life, we have to really, as individuals, look deeply within ourselves. And we can only save ourselves, we can only change who we are by accepting life with its pains, um, its ugliness in its entirety, and believe that one day we can achieve anything. That little girl that maybe in the, the backwaters of India or the backwaters of some foreign land where they dreamed of becoming something powerful. Maybe site wellness journey.